Welcome to On Brand with Donnie Deutsch, and I am Donnie Deutsch, and this is the show podcast. I guess I could say it's a show, but it's a podcast. Let's officially say it. This is the podcast dedicated to a simple premise that everybody and everything today is a brand. Every celebrity, every athlete, every movie star, every corporation, every product, every movement, every religion, every political party, everything is a brand today. Brand is a set of values. We do two things on the show. Uh, on Tuesdays, we drop what we call our brands of the week, and these are the brands that are shaping the zeitgeist, which brands are up, which brands are down. We'll be doing that today. And on Thursday, we drop our big in-person brand interview with a, a big celebrity about their own personal brand, and it's this week, it's supermodel Paulina Perezikova. Uh Paulina was one of the supermodels of the 90s. Uh, she's got a book out, which is a, a memoir, fantastic, about aging and about beauty, and she's just incredibly thoughtful and, and captivating. I think you're going to enjoy my interview breaking Thursday with Paulina, but today... Today, let's just get to our brands of the week. And I won't even take that call. I'm just going to do this right now. Uh, first up, brand out for Biden. Um, look, you know, these documents, uh, they just look so incompetent. And and clearly, and I've said this on the show, what it, the biggest problem is it takes off the table. I don't care what any pundit's saying. The Justice Department being able to go after uh, Trump for his... Uh, Having, having and handling and, and obstructing justice when it comes to uh, him having a documents, even if the motives are different and even if one has a criminal motive to it and one was obstructing, it doesn't matter. To the average person, it's two guy, two presidents, one an ex-president, one a current president, taking classified documents. And the drip, drip, drip of the, the Biden makes just look incompetent. And it's just, it's too bad because he was on a good role. And, you know, polls are saying so much. You know, only in the latest... Um, uh, Reuters Ipsos poll, his approval rating is down to 40%. Um, ABC News poll feels that most Americans say Biden and Trump both mishandled documents. 77% feel that Trump acted inappropriately in the way he handled the classified files, while 64% said Biden did also. And a Quinnipiac poll shows Americans see Biden's handling of classified docs is inappropriate. Found his job, they found his job approval only 36%. And 60% of respondents said they think the president did so inappropriately versus just 22% who said he handled the records appropriately. Um, brand down for DeSantis. I love this. I was going to give brand, Trump a brand. I can never give Trump a brand. I'm sorry. But in a latest um, morning console poll, this was really surprising because DeSantis has been the fair-haired guy getting so much universal positive attention that um, in a head-to-head run-up, the poll shows that Trump with 48% support among potential Republican primary voters versus DeSantis with 31, a 17-point lead. So he's still got that grip on the party. Says a lot about the party uh, and says the problems they have because as long as Trump has grips on that party, it's a losing proposition. And speaking of DeSantis, a double brand down for him. What a jerk. He sparked outrage with the rejection of an African-American studies class. Um, Basically, his administration rejected an advanced placement African-American studies course from being taught in Florida schools. Uh, The DeSantis administration made the move earlier this month when it sent a letter to the College Board Florida Partnership arguing that the content of this course is inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. They don't even quote a Florida law. Um, And in February 22, a Quinnipiac University poll found that only 27% of Americans felt the U.S. history taught in schools reflects an accurate account of the role of African-Americans in this country. So there obviously does need to be reform in African-American studies, and uh, DeSantis uh, certainly does not think so, and it's just right in his culture war, uh, right in his wheelhouse of uh, reactionary thinking that uh, from another time. I I, I think as time goes on, DeSantis' act is going to get really, really, really thin and tired. 
tired. It's just he's he's a one note guy. He's you know he, he plays the culture wars. That's all he's got. Uh, I mean, he came out last week saying that he wants to make it uh, against law to ever have vaccine mandates in his country, whether in his in his uh, state, regardless of the situation or mask wearing. And and he's just a he just seems to me like a little angry man. Uh, Brand out for New York Democrats. They they Nancy Pelosi gave a really interesting interview to um, Maureen Dowd in New York Times last week. And in it, she said that what a lot of people have been saying is that New York that New Yorkers probably New York Democratic polls probably cost the Democrats the the House. Uh, they could have held on to a majority if the Democrats understood that the pressing issue pressing issue in New York was crime. They were all asleep at the wheel. I mean, look, this is the one of the districts gave you George Santos, and um, you know they they deserve a whooping. Not literally, I don't want to get in trouble with that, but the Democrats, uh, they these New York Democrats, there are four races that handed it handed the House back to the Republicans, and they missed the one thing. Even AOC was saying, look, crime is the issue, wake up, and the Democrats running for office. And Kathy Hochul, you've got to, she's got to have the, uh, a lot of the blame at her door. Brand up for the ultra-rich, or brand down for fairness. The richest 1% of the people around the world have amassed almost two-thirds of the new wealth created in the last two years. I want to say that again. Of all the new wealth created in the last two years, two-thirds of it went to 1%. A total of $42 trillion in new wealth has been created since 2020, with $26 trillion, or 63% of that being amassed by the top 1%. The remaining 99% of the global population collected just $16 trillion of the new wealth. Um, this is a billionaire gained roughly $1.7 million for every dollar of new global wealth earned by a person for the body 90%. Um, look, we're only going to keep working this way. Uh, we're we're going to have revolutions. There, there's, there's an income inequality that's just getting worse. Um, and something's got to give. Uh, it's actually the pace in which wealth is being created is sped up as the world's richest 1% amassed around half the new wealth over the past 10 years. But over the last two years, not half two-thirds of it. So the inequality is speeding up and something's got to give there. Um, brand down for affordable health care. I mean, there's always brand up for health care, but brand down for Americans wanting to kind of use their health care. They're putting off medical care due to costs. Percentage of Americans who postpone medical care payments is due to due to costs has grown in the past year, according to a new Gallup poll. The poll published on Tuesday found that 38% of respondents that they have put off scheduled medical care payments due to costs, a 12-point increase from the past two years. Number also marks a new high with the previous high in 2014 and 2019 when 33% of those surveyed said they had postponed scheduled medical care. Well, so that's that's a big problem. That's not a healthy situation, no, no pun intended. Uh, always a brand up for police departments, but brand down for the trend in police department. Police forces are shrinking. A new analysis by the Marshall Product shows that from 2020 to 2021, nearly 80% of cities saw a drop in the number of police officers and government employees. Uh, the pandemic pushed Americans to leave crucial jobs from sanitation workers to firefighters, leaving city scrambling to fill those gaps, including police officers. And look, we can't have shrinking police departments. That's not a good thing for anybody. Uh, this is a really interesting and uh, a, a positive thing. Brand up for the four-day work week. A real-world experiment just proved that we should all shift to a four-day work week. The latest, perhaps most convincing evidence yet for the shift in a four-day work week comes from a six-month trial which began in February 22, in which 33 companies with employees in six countries decreased their employees' workload to four days or 32 hours a week. 
The real-world experiment sought to see whether the employees could just be as productive in 80% of the time as the same time for the same pay. Uh, the results were overwhelmingly positive. Companies in the program reported increased revenue and improved employee health and well-being. And after the success, 100 more companies that together employ thousands of people are considering or are already implementing the same approach. Among the 16 companies in the trial that provide revenue data, combined revenue for the companies, weighted by size, increased by 8% for some companies, was nearly 40% higher than revenue growth during the same six-month period from the previous year. It's amazing. Really interesting. So it's, it's, it's interesting. And nearly all 495 employees involved in the trial want to maintain the four-day work week. So what that's showing is people working 80% of the time, just as productive if it's over four days. Um, fascinating. So that wasn't a four-day work week where all of a sudden they're working 40, you know, 10 hours a day. I'd like to see what that looks like, to tell you the truth. Then you'd really see productivity up. So I don't, I don't think we should be cutting down people's hours a week. I think we need to stay productive. But I think the four days and doing 40 hours over four days instead of, but this worked with 32 hours. Interesting. Uh, kind of a, a down a little bit of a different path, but a brand up, and I've done this before for the CEO of Morgan Stanley. CEO of Morgan Stanley is, is sharing his thoughts on remote work, making clear that working remotely is not an employee choice. Quote, they don't get to choose their compensation. They don't get to choose their promotion. They don't get to choose to stay at home five days a week. So James Corman, CEO of Morgan Stanley, in an interview in Bloomberg Thursday from Davos. I want them with other employees at least three or four days. Um... The problem is it, it's hard with a lot of categories. In the bankers, you can get it to do it. It's interesting. I, I, I know in, in the world of advertising and journalism and other things, just a lot of people working from home and you can't, and they have choices to go places with that are not going to make them go back to work. And it's hard and it's shame. And I've said this a lot on this podcast that people need to be in the office. I just think the work suffers. I think people's growth suffers, particularly young people. People need to be in an office. Speaking of offices, um, Gen Z, Despite the rise in social, brand up for traditional jobs with Gen Z. Gen Zers are interested in the same traditional careers as generations before them. It's interesting. Here are the preferred jobs for Gen Z according to a new Axios Generation Lab study. Business person, 14%. Doctor, 12%. Engineer, 9%. Artist, 7%. Tech, 7%. Finance banker, 5%. Nurse, 4%. Lawyer, 4%. Author, 4%. Uh, Gen Z is also 10 prefer larger companies, which is interesting. 58% say they prefer a big or mid-sized corporation over a startup or a government job. That's not a surprise. But you would think there would be a lot more shift towards startups with Gen Z. But no, they want to start in the big, in the, in the big companies. It's very interesting. Brand up, and you're going to be hearing a lot about this for chat GPT. It, uh, it's artificial intelligence. It's really the first threat to Google. Um, basically what it is, I'm going to try and explain chat GPT. It's artificial intelligence where, uh, it's a free service. It's a chat is attracted the attention of giant companies like Microsoft who reportedly cut a potential $10 billion deal. It's research that's been happening for decades, but only recently has it gotten good enough that OpenAI released its chat GPT chat box via the public to easy use website. It basically it's, you could get a text for any answer you want. I, you, you get you, you basically if you can write a college paper with it, you just say write a paper uh, or a book report about this. It can it can give an explanation for thorough thorough dynamics on a second grade level. The technology isn't perfect and gets the information correct between 80 90 percent of the time. Though experts think it'll get close to 99 percent. So the scary part though is it's going to kind of get it's going to hurt a lot of uh, 
potentially white-collar workers in the future. Technology continues to advance. They'll be able to perform tasks that were previously thought to require a high level of education and skill. So this is the future, chat GBT. So instead of going to Google and saying, uh, what, how many degrees Celsius or this, it, can, it, it actually thinks things through for you. So it just says, well... I need a book report that, that says the difference between Huckleberry Finn and other Mark Twain writings, and it writes the report for you in a very thoughtful manner. I worry what that's going to do for thinking for young people today, but it is here, so you got to give it a brand up and just chat GBT. Keep your eye on that. Brand now for Amazon, again. You know, in 2013, Amazon founder Jeff Bezos revealed the futuristic plan secretly pursuing to deliver packages by drone in 30 minutes. And in part of Apple, Amazon's plan to slash 18,000 jobs, its biggest headcount reduction, uh, Prime Air is losing, that's what they're calling a significant number of employees. So the drone program, which has really been one of Bezos's kind of pet things, seemed to have hit a real snag in the Amazon uh, kind of uh, rollback in employees and their stock hitting, uh, losing more than 50, 40%. Uh, CEO Andy Jassy, widespread cost-cutting efforts are going to really affect the drone delivery, which I'm okay with. I don't want to look up and see pampers being dropped off from the sky. I've always had an issue with it. I've always, I've always wondered what it means for air safety. So there you go. Um, Brand up for Mike and the Mad Dog. If you're a, uh, a New York, well, they were national for a while. What am I talking about? Sports Radio, Mike and the Mad Dog, uh, Mike Francis and Chris Russo have not been together since 2008, I think it is. It 2008, when was the last time they were together? Um, I had this in, certainly for a long time, but they're going to be reunited on my friend uh, Stephen A. Smith's show. Stephen A. Smith will be coming on in a couple of weeks to, on this podcast. I'm very excited about it. They're going to reunite on his show February 1st. I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing. Yeah, they haven't been on the air since 2008. So there you go. Brand down for Prince Harry. He just seems like such a jerk. Uh, I mean, look, you got to give him a brand up. He sold 3 million copies, 3.2 million copies, half of those in the U.S. after just one week of publication. It's a number comparable to first week sales for two other blockbusters, President Obama's A Promised Land and Michelle Obama's Becoming. Um, I, I just think long term, he's really destroyed his brand. I, I, you know, it's one thing you want to kind of be a renegade. You want to spin off from the Royals. You just, it, it seems beneath you're standing to be telling secrets about that. Just move on. I, I, I think history will not be kind to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. I think they look like real charlatans. Um, brand up for my good buddy, Michael J. Fox. Uh, Michael J. Fox moved Sundance to tears with a triumphant documentary. It's a new documentary made by uh, Davis Guggenheim, uh, who did... Uh, who's one of the probably the top, if not the top uh, documentary filmmaker in the world. They premiered the movie at Sundance. It got a standing ovation. It's Michael up close, personally talking about his journey, talking about his, his ability to not lose his, his hopefulness and his, his uh, positive attitude in life. He is an American hero. Uh, it's going to be premiering on Apple TV for all of us and a huge brand up for my good friend, Michael J. Fox. Brand up, I like this one, for No Pants Fashion. Kylie Jenner and Haley Bieber, Bieber and more Gen Z stars spark No Pants Fashion. No pants, no problem. Kylie Jenner, they, here's what, in ushering in a new Gen Z fashion trend of leaving the house in just tights or underwear-esque briefs. No outerwear required, sound risque. It's just the latest way this generation is taking creative clothing, liberties at the next level. So who am I to argue with pantsless fashion? But they are wearing, it's not like they're going out naked. They're wearing tights or undergarments. Instead, and I think that's a and, and finally, 
Good news here. This is interesting. For men taking Viagra, men with erectile dysfunction who take Viagra are 25% less likely to suffer an early death than those who don't, study suggests. It lowers the risk of heart disease in men by up to 39%. And men who take the drug also appear less likely to suffer an early death from any cause. Maybe they're just having more fun longer. They want to stick around longer. But good news for Viagra takers. Those are our brands of the week. And remember to tune in. Download this Thursday. Tune in. I sound like an old person or another old time. Uh, Paulina Poroskova is our big interview breaking Thursday. We love that you listen. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, anyplace else. Have a great, safe week, and we'll see you on Thursday with our big interview. Have a great week, guys. Hey.